you know, you say to another guy, a guy's going to fix it or a guy's going to go, yeah, man, I know, me too. And, and then, you know, they go on to talk about the sports teams. So it's much easier to talk to a woman. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman shares her rules on having opposite sex friends. Stay tuned. So I was visiting a friend not too long ago, and he told me a story that I wanted to share with you. They had some friends over for dinner, and they told them to go grab a wine bottle from the rack so that they could have it with dinner. And the guests went over and grabbed the bottle from the Hitched Wine Club. And immediately the couple replied, no, 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 not that one. That's our special wine. And so I want you and your spouse to have your own special wine too. And that's why I keep mentioning the Hitched Wine Club each week. Our wines are 100% guaranteed. The shipping is free. There are no membership fees. You can cancel at any time. So if you're already buying wine, let us send you your own special wine that you and your spouse can tell your guests to don't touch. (laughs) Uh, We are running a fantastic deal right now. So visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. So we have a very interesting topic today, uh, one that I'm sure pretty much everybody can relate to. Uh, And So what it is is we are going to talk about uh, how to maintain a healthy relationship with opposite-sex friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually heard – we have an article uh, about this topic on our website. I should throw that out there right now with a couple tips, um, but it's from a different person. And so I'm, I'm very interested to hear your insights onto this. Um, and then just from anecdotal experience that I have seen in my own – with my own two eyes, um, I know people that – where they are very uncomfortable with their husband or wife having any type of opposite-sex friendships – um, and, you know, although with the understanding that people will have those friendships, um, but there are hardcore, uh, rules surrounding those. Um, right. so I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this. So let's, let's get it out there. Um, I guess my first question for you is should, or are there different rules uh, that apply to opposite sex friends when you're married? I think pretty much that there are, um, you know, it's, it's going to depend on how you know the person, you know, how long you've known the person, um, the context and everything. But I think that there are going to be different rules. Um, there are going to be certain activities that you might do with somebody of the same sex that you wouldn't necessarily do with somebody of the opposite sex once you're married. Okay. So you just mentioned context. Um, how does context of the relationship matter? Okay. So, you know, if you've been friends with somebody of the opposite sex all your life, you've grown up with that person, this is somebody you've known your whole life and, um, you're not likely to want to give them up just because you're getting married. Um, so I think that they sort of, you know, come with, so to speak. But what you want to do is bring them into the fold of your marriage also. In other words, um, 
have your mate feel comfortable with who this person is so they don't feel like now they're the outsider between the two of you. Um, the, the friend may not feel quite as close to the mate and may not develop the same kind of um, friendship as they have with their friend, but still um, you don't want it to be so exclusionary. Um, if the friend, the opposite mate, uh, opposite sex friend has a partner, maybe, you know, the four of you could go out together. So again, um, it doesn't feel so exclusionary, uh, to either person. Now, if the opposite sex friend is somebody that you've met at work, mm, that's a little bit more dicey. And I think that the rule why, there, why is that? Well, because, um, First of all, you know, the context is different. You've met them at work. You're sharing a workspace. Uh, there's a lot being written about uh, work spouses. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you're spending a lot of hours together. You're sharing a lot of stressful situations together. Um, and so you've got to set very, very careful boundaries um, if you have a work spouse. But that's like another whole conversation. So, so is, it, is it because there's like that day in day out close yeah. proximity sure. um whereas if even if you had a friend that you grew up with your entire life and i actually have um, a person like this in my life um and we hardly see each other though even though they're a lifelong friend because right. we just i mean everybody's got these busy lives. i have some amazing amazing friends that i don't see nearly as much as i would love to because every even if i'm free they they're busy right. or when they're free i'm busy so right but then you get together with them and it feels like you know yeah. where did three years or five years go to because there's that closeness that you had growing up um whereas so the co-worker is with you all the time every day right. yeah that's okay right. right okay so i mean you know maybe we can do a segment sometime on the work spouse because that's that's a very important discussion as well but okay. going back to this so it's a very total you know it's a totally different kind of context um and so, um, I, as I said, you know, if you've been with this person your whole life, you're not going to, I would hope that, that the mate, that the spouse feels secure enough that they're not going to say, you know, you've got to get rid of this friend. That would really sort of be kind of unfair. But you also want to make it very clear that your mate is your first priority and that, you know, you sort of um, introduce the two people so that, that your mate feels comfortable with this friend. I like that aspect of bringing them into the relationship because you're right. If you and this person, particularly if you uh, have been friends for a really long time, they your your spouse will be the newer part, partner in that relationship. Right. And so they will have that uh, exclusionary feeling because they won't be in on all, all these inside jokes that right. you can only have if you grew up with that person. Correct. So that makes a lot of sense. Now, what about if you had um, – dated this friend before does it I'm, I'm assuming that might add a little bit of yeah tension uh, yeah that's that may make your mate very uncomfortable and i think at that point if your mate said i'm really not so thrilled with this relationship you might want to keep it where it's really just like where all of you go out together or where you you know uh go out, as I said, as a foursome, but not where it's going to be that um, it's ever going to be a situation where it's just the two of you together. So, I mean, 
I I mean that makes perfect sense. But does it matter though that you you did go out before, but it didn't work, and so that kind of like it's almost like well we tried it, it didn't work. We know it doesn't work. We can just take that off the board because it 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 didn't pan out. Or is it like there was an attraction there, so there's always going to be an attraction there? Even if, we're, even if it, we're not compatible? It, it depends. You know, like, yeah. did you go out when you were 14 and, you know, um, you just went to the junior prom together and it was a good yuck yuck? Or did you go out when you were 17 or 18 and there was some intimacy? Got you know, it. yeah. so it's, it's very hard. You know, I, I can't just say a hard and fast rule. It depends on what the circumstances were. And, you know, why did you break up? Was it, did you break up because you each went to college and, you know, it was, you were not going to have a relationship from far away? You got to know what the particular circumstances yes. are. You and your nuances. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know? No, I, I actually love it and appreciate all the nuances because I feel like that's what makes this podcast special is that we don't talk in these blanket statements that applies to no one because it tries to help everyone. Yeah. And, and, you know, of course, what I'm going to say is that, you know, the best thing of course is for a couple to have a discussion so that if one mate feels uncomfortable, if you talk about, okay, what is it that makes you uncomfortable? And you talk about, well, you know, the fact that you did date her, but the only reason that you didn't continue to date her is circumstantial that, you know, her family moved away. Mm-hmm. And if her family hadn't moved away, maybe you'd still be dating her. So again, it's coming back to this, being open with each other and really hearing each other so that you can understand what's going on as opposed to absolutes. No, I don't want you to see this person or don't tell me what to do. Yeah. You've got to get to what's underneath the feelings. And I think um, you can add another wrinkle into this whole conversation when you start talking about social media and being able to dig up these old friendships uh, that probably would never have happened before uh, if they moved five states away kind of a thing. But now it doesn't matter, right? Like I grew up with this person all the way to high school or something and or maybe even I went to high school with them and then we moved different you know, separated, but it's very, it's just a quick search away to find that person again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I will share with you that right now I'm in the midst of planning my high school reunion. I won't tell you which one because (laughs) I don't want people to automatically know how old I am, but it's a real kick finding people and talking to them. And just that novelty alone um, gets your, you know, your juices flowing. So you could very easily mistake that when you're finding somebody that you might have dated in high school and, and think, oh, wow, look, look how exciting this is. Whereas it's just the excitement of reconnecting, but you can misconstrue it and think it's something else. If it was, you know, somebody that you actually, you yeah. know, were dating back in high school. Yeah, so that's a great point because I think you're right. I think a lot of times people mistake uh, interest for just that general excitement or uh, yeah, uh, because I, I also suppose it depends on where you are and the happiness of your own relationship as well. I'm well, even if your relationship is happy, we know that novelty, you know, really is an important element. So here you, you know, you talk to someone that you haven't spoken to in a while. It's like, wow, how are you? You know, really great. What are you up to? You know, and, and that's, you know, that's immediately a, a real up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. 
Uh, okay, so this next question, and I don't know if uh, this might depend on the gender of the of the spouse, mm-hmm. um, but is it okay to talk about your relationship with the ox- opposite sex friend? Mm, that's a slippery slope. Okay. Um, I think if you talk about your relationship in positive terms, that's okay. But I think that if you start talking about the problems and the trials and tribulations you're going through and the friend has, you know, a a good ability to listen to you and be empathetic and all, that could start to lead to trouble. Okay. Now, like I said at the beginning of this question, does the gender matter? Because for women, I feel like it's very easy for women to talk to their female friends about Mm -hmm. relationship stuff. And I think it's a little bit more difficult for guys. Um, and so the outlet for guys, I think is a little bit tougher. Um, does that, does that weigh in at all? So wait, are you saying that guys can't talk to guys? So they need a woman to talk to? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, not, they don't need, uh, I wouldn't go that far, but I would just say that, um, I'm, I'm thinking just, you know, in personal experience, like there's probably fewer guys that have the friends that they would talk about yes. their relationship about, whereas they probably have more women in their life that they'd be willing to have those conversations. Yes, I agree with you. And I think that that's a slippery slope. Um, I think that, you know, obviously it would be fabulous if they could go to their mates and say, you know, I'm not happy. I, I know that so many guys that I've worked with have said, well, I told, I let her know I wasn't happy and she was clueless. She said, I had no idea you weren't happy. Um, but it would be because of the way he was acting and he felt he was letting his wife know that he wasn't happy. But it would really be much better if he would verbalize and say things in our relationship aren't making me happy or there is something that doesn't feel comfortable to me. But again, you know, a lot of men are uncomfortable doing so. And you're right. You know, you say to another guy, a guy's going to fix it or a guy's going to go, yeah, man, I know me too. And, and then, you know, they go on to talk about the sports teams. So it's much easier to talk to a woman. However, um, it's also that it leaves a vulnerability that when if he finds comfort from this woman who's listening and all of a sudden you know there's none of the other problems yeah. they're not paying the bills together they don't have kids interrupting them you know etc cetera, etc cetera, and she's just totally available for hearing his side you can mistake that i remember years ago when i was working with a client now here i am a professional where he is talking to me and obviously my job is to listen to him in a non-judgmental way and totally empathize and understand and what he revealed to me a couple of sessions later was that he was starting to have some sexual feelings for me, which is not atypical, but he was mixing up the fact that he felt able to be open about the, the issues he was having with somebody who was receiving the information in this non-judgmental way. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it was slipping over into him thinking that he had these sexual feelings for me. So I was able to straighten it out for him and, you know, let him know the difference. But, but that's because I was being totally objective and being professional. But if, if all of a sudden, you know, this is a man and a friend and they have this closeness because they're friends and he starts to say to her, I I think I'm starting to have feelings for you. And she says, you know, well, of course I, I feel close to you also. That's when things start to get a little dicey. 
I, it, does the circumstances of that type of a situation matter where uh, your, your friend is in a good, stable relationship or is it that idea of this level of novelty and excitement has been brought into the relationship so all bets are off. You don't know how this is going to play out even if the friend is in a perfectly happy, satisfying relationship. I think that's a really good question, Steve. And I think that... You know, if the gal is in a very good, solid relationship, and if she herself has very good boundaries, then it's not as likely to happen. But, you know, do you know that going in? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I think it's, I think it's chancy, you know? And, and obviously, so the next best solution would be to go talk to a therapist. But, I mean, we know that even sometimes that goes off kilter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry. Uh, so I don't want to beat this point to death, but I do want to ask one final question about this particular um, topic. Uh, when you ask, I guess a lot of men and women want that opposite gender perspective. So let's say I, I need a like I can ask my girlfriends about this, or I can ask my guy friends about this, but they're going to give me the guy answer. Right. I want to know, like, my I'm having trouble communicating with my spouse. Therefore, I need that female or male voice, right, to to have a more honest assessment of it. Um, ha, you know, uh, is that is that like a, a fair type of an argument to make in this situation? Yes, but you see, I I think you and I, as you just phrased it now, I I had two scenarios in my head. So there's one scenario where you say, you know, I just want to throw this past you, you know, like. As a, as a woman, what do you think of this? And that question sometimes could even be asked like when you roll out to dinner together, you know, like, yeah. you know, but it's a very different thing if I come to you as a male and I say, you know, I've really been having trouble with my wife and I'm just really, you know, I don't know what to do. And, it, and it's ongoing and ongoing. And then over time, he's now going to this friend on a regular basis as opposed to going to his wife or going to a professional. That's where I see it starting to get difficult. So it's really how you frame it, the circumstances, that sort of thing that yes. can kind of yeah. change how this, how the, the response to this question. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So we kind of touched on this a little bit uh, earlier, um, particularly with old friends and things like that. But uh, what if your spouse doesn't like the friendship? It's making them very uncomfortable, um, even though uh, like this is how you and your friend have always been, you know, let's say forever. And your spouse is just like, I don't like you hanging out with this person. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, I want you to stop seeing them. I want you to cut it off. Well, you know, a relationship really has to be one where you're uh, attending to both people's needs. And if this is a long-standing friend, then I think some kind of compromise is going to have to be worked out where you come up with certain, you know, scenes or um, scenarios or um, situations that will allow the person to continue to see the friend, but which will also not make the mate too uncomfortable. Um, you know, 
if the person is so unbelievably anxious and miserable and it's really interfering, I think that has to be paid attention to. But on the other hand, to just, you know, we've got to look at what's the jealousy level. Is this person jealous across the board of everybody? Is it a harmless thing that they speak on the phone, you know, once every six months? Mm -hmm. You know, so again, Steve, we've got to look at the nuances yeah. and, um, I think that the best situation is one where you try to take in the needs of both per people, that you don't want to say, well, it doesn't matter if you're uncomfortable, the heck with you, I'm going to do what I want, this is my friend. But on the other hand, I don't think it's fair to say, well, you know, I don't care that you've been friends since you're 10 years old, you know, this makes me uncomfortable, so they're out of the picture. Yeah. There's got to be a place somewhere where they can come to an agreement that will work for both of them. It, now, if they are a newer friend, let's say uh, you started a job and you ha you made friends with some new coworkers and uh, your spouse is feeling threatened by one of them. Um, is that a fair one? Did they say, yeah. you know what, I think you really need to cut it off or yeah. keep an yeah. eye out? You or know, come like with. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in that case, it's like keep your, keep your spouse happy. Keep the, keep the barriers. Up. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, and then my final question for you: uh, What are some just general, broad tips for keeping the friendship on the up and up? Because we're not trying to tear down friendships here. We want to help again maintain healthy friendships of people of the opposite sex. Because we live in a world where we will be interacting with the opposite gender all the time. So, what are some tips for helping people maintain healthy relationships? I think the biggest tip is basically no secrecy. So in other words, when you have a conversation, you know, you come in, you tell your mate, oh, you know, I saw so-and-so and, you know, this is what we were talking about. Uh, I'm going to see so-and-so. In other words, where, again, it's inclusive um, and where there isn't an element of, you know, not sharing. The other thing is it goes the other way, that when you're with a friend, you don't discuss certain topics that you wouldn't be comfortable discussing in front of your mate. So as long as it's open, then there's no reason not to have that friend. Okay. Um, do you have any rules about like being alone with people or anything like that? Or is it that, is that all circumstantial? Uh, again, it's circumstantial. I mean, for instance, um, you know, I was thinking about this, like my daughter still has um, friends from uh, high school, male friends, and they get together. Um, but let's say you're going to get together, you're going to have a coffee. You're not going to go to a restaurant that's known to be romantic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so the places that you go, you know, where you meet and things like that should again be um, friend friendly as opposed to be in an atmosphere that's more romantically inclined. Um, you know, it's where you pick to get together. Um, it's how often you're seeing each other. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, again, you want to just be above board and everything and make sure that your mate is okay with it. Okay. That sounds good to me. <laughs> um, I have a question for you. Yeah, of course. Compared to the article that was written for the site. Oh, yeah. How, how did my answers compare to the article? Uh, very well, actually. Um, they, I think they were pretty much in line for the most part. Um, I'm trying to think, let me, I pulled it up here. I'm trying to think if they offered anything different. 
Um, they talked about listening to your own tuition, intuition, I'm sorry, um, which I think we touched on. Um, they, they, one of the things I think that was brought up in the article that we didn't touch on, um, which I, you know, may be obvious, um, but is, uh, keeping your personal space and physical touch in check. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. and you know, cause it, that is one of the other things actually that we didn't discuss, um, because you might have that friend who comes up and gives you big hugs and kisses or whatever. Right. And like, that could be like, Whoa, what do you, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, so I think that's a very interesting aspect. Um, and then, yeah, I think the rest of it, we, we pretty much nailed. Okay. Well, so, that's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> um, so I want to, well, before everybody uh, goes, I want to first thank you for listening. It's always appreciated. And thank you for help helping get the word out. That's, uh, that really helps us. Um, and I want to re- let you know that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. She has a new program out called Pillars for Partnership. It is a audio and video series on uh, foundational tools to help you uh, have a good partnership. And you can uh, get that at the website, drkarensherman.com. She is the author of a couple books, uh, Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And she also has her own radio show, Sex on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Your Empowered Relationship. Um, And, of course, you can find this information on our website, hitchedmag.com. You can find Karen on the social platforms. You can find us on the social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, etc. But, yeah, check out the Pillars for Partnership on drkarensherman.com. And until next time, it was a great pleasure having you back on Karen and I look forward to doing this again very soon it's always fun to talk and give out good information Steve absolutely and if you guys have any questions any topics you want us to hit up uh, let us know Uh, shoot us a message on Twitter or leave a message on Facebook uh, or uh, send us an email there is a big email button on our podcast page at hitchmag.com so uh, let us know if you have something um, or a situation or something Uh, that you want us to dig into. Uh, But that is going to do it. Until next time, take care, everybody. We're on top of the world tonight.